What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Happy Hour. I'm so freaking excited to be recording this episode. I don't think you even know this, Dom, but... In my last like two or three episodes, I'm like, I have a really exciting guest coming soon. I've been like (laughs) telling them that you're coming. So today we are joined by my friend Dom, who is just like such a cool individual and is involved in so many things. So I've been needing to get her on here. So take it away. Hi guys. I'm so hyped to be here. You guys don't even know. As soon as Gretchen messaged me, I like told my mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm going to get to talk to Gretchen on the podcast. I was like so excited. Um, but hi guys, my name is Dominique Cynthia. Um, I go to UPenn. I'm a junior. I actually have two weeks left. Um, finals are about to kick my butt, but I'm hoping to start to study soon to make it a little bit easier. Um, so I live in Philadelphia, but I spend most of my time on YouTube making just college experience type videos and trying to film a ton of different people. I get to meet wonderful people like Gretchen um, through a 73 question series and just spend all my time creating content. So I'm so excited to talk today and learn more about Gretchen and tell you guys a little bit more about myself. And your YouTube channel and your Instagram, just your name, Dominique Cynthia, if they want to find you, right? So my YouTube is Dominique Cynthia and then my Instagram is Dominique underscore Cynthia. So I thought we could tell them a little bit how we met. It was so, I feel like it was thrown together so last minute and I'm so happy that I met you of course and that we've made that connection. And I don't think you even know how I found you. Like, I don't think I ever even told you. So I'm sure Dom will tell you guys all about her 73 question series. And that's definitely like how I first found your channel. Like so many of them were like popping off, going viral. So I saw that. And then when you were in Boston, like recording for your Boston colleges, I, I think it was my little in my sorority was like, oh my gosh, I got this DM. Like this girl wants me to be in her 73 questions video, but I'm not going to be here, whatever. And I was like, I know who you're talking about. I watch all those videos. Like I love them. So I went to go DM you to be like, I'll do it. But then you had already DM'd me like asking me. So I was like, freak. Yeah. I had no clue that you, that's so crazy. (laughs) I did the 73s. Um, and I, Actually, before your school, which I think I did mention to you, I did road. I went to Rhode Island, and then I went to New Hampshire and Boston in three days. It was insane. We did mm-hmm. me, mom, and dad were like, "Okay, we're gonna hit about twelve schools in three days." So it was insanely hectic to try to find people. Um, and most of the schools don't have like a specific 
figure that kind of stands out from the rest of the student body of who I'd want to film. So a lot of them, I just DM just a ton of students and ask them if they'd be interested. But I knew for you, I, the, for Boston University, I was like, I want to do Gretchen. So it's so crazy <laughs> that you were vice versa, like wanting to be a part. I was like, hey, would you want to do this? And I was like, you know, she has some followers. She might not even see the message. Like, I hope she even like reacts. If even she says no, I'd be happy to even be able to have got to reach her. And so when you said yes, I was like, yes, like we're in it. It was so like now telling you the background, like my brother helped. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. When my brother kind of for the viewers is um, he holds my shirt and he helps guide me. So I don't like hit trees and like fall off the of curves and stuff. So I told him, I was like, we can't mess this one up. This one's really important. We have to do one really seriously. So he was like getting hyped up in the car. Like, I got it. I got it, Dom. I got it. When we actually met you, you were just wonderful and just the sweetest person. I talked about you for like an hour after we left. Okay, same. (laughs) Amazing was the best experience of meeting a fellow content creator, but some, a level that I would like to pursue to achieve. So it was just, yeah, it was amazing. And you killed it. It was so good. One of my favorite videos before. I know I... It's funny hearing like behind the scenes too, and obviously like experiencing it in person. Cause when you watch the video, it's just like so seamless and like so good. And you don't realize like, okay, you need the person like telling you like, you're going to run into a tree stop. Like I never would have known that. Yes. And during your video, that was one of the biggest almost incidents of me hitting the pole. I don't know if you remember, but my brother like yanked my shirt and like he almost fell in order to like make me not fall. And I completely forget that there could be objects behind me so yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot more to process than I think most people think and a lot of people have even told me like you're the one that goes to all these schools like I thought you like sent out a crew or like ask the students to film and you just voice over I would like, no, I actually leave oh, every wow. weekend to go film um I love it. It's the it's the thing for me I've met so many cool people and seen so many campuses that I would not change it for the world. Okay, that's so crazy because I never even realized like some people could think that in those videos, it's not even you filming or like asking the questions because you don't see you, you just like hear your voice. Exactly. And it's been, it's been such an interesting um, concept because my name's on it, right? So Dominique said there, people recognize the name, but a lot of people don't even know what I look like because I'm not in most of the videos. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was in Miami, you know, I was turning up, I was having fun. I was at the club and I met this guy and I was talking to him and he was so cute. Um, and I was like, hey. And he was like, we were talking about school. And I asked him if he went to school and he went to Morehouse. And then he was telling me, I really want to go um, to Columbia for my master's. And I was like, oh, like I made YouTube videos. Like I filmed Columbia once. And he was like, wait, like, what's your name? I was like, oh, I'm Dominique Cynthia. He was like, you're Dominique Cynthia? Oh my God, I'm seen up. Like, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and oh that was the first time, like, most people have no clue who I am. But yeah. they've seen me. It's an interesting circumstance because people don't recognize me. They kind of stay hidden, but people know my name. So it's kind of cool. I don't know. That's <laughs> so interesting because I feel like when I watch all those videos, of course, the first thing I do is, like, go to Instagram and stalk you and whatever. So I knew who you were immediately. But I could see how if I, like, only watched your YouTube videos – yeah, I wouldn't even know like what you look like. You're like undercover. Actually, it's like an undercover, like low cop. I don't know. I just think it's um. Sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should put myself on camera more. 
but I really like being behind the scenes at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's the best of both worlds because I know if I want to, like it's my channel, I'm not working for like a network or anything. So if I want to throw myself up, I can. Um, but I actually find what you do like vlogs very difficult. Like I'd much rather film other people. Like vlogs, people don't understand how much work it is. You go about your vlogs, you find it like difficult. Do you have to write scripts or do you kind of just go into it? Yeah, I just try to keep it like so natural. It's a lot less obviously planned than like the 73 questions, like those type of really like entertaining videos and mine are really casual. Like how we're chatting now, like I just go throughout my day, like I'll show like conversations with my boyfriend, like petting my dog, you know? So it's very casual, but there are like, I feel like obstacles to that too. Cause then it's like such a close look at my personal life. So then you like open yourself to judgment from people on like really personal things to you. So then like being behind the scenes and having more like structured videos seems like easier in that kind of way. Exactly. And I think that's what I've been realizing of if I show myself, like people will know, I remember this probably happens to you all the time, but I met somebody one time and they were like, um, it was actually during my 73 questions tour, I was at UNC and one of my interviewees had a friend that wanted to meet me. He was like, hey, like my roommate wants to come say hi. And I was like, of course. And so he came up and that's probably the first type fan situation I've ever experienced. And he was like, oh my gosh, like I saw you were in like um, Florida before this and I know like you're Canadian and I know just listing all this stuff about myself and I was like oh my god yeah like, you know my stuff so I can't imagine for you that everybody has a deep dive into your life yeah I know it's a crazy feeling but you must love it. That's why you keep doing it. Oh yeah, I love it. But it is so funny when people, now I'm just so used to it. So I just laugh. But at first I was like, whoa, it's like people know you better than you know yourself. Like super fans on me will be like, remember three summers ago when you dropped your phone in this lake and then you went out for ice cream here. And I'm like, whoa, like I forgot that. But they like know everything. (laughs) I can't, I can't imagine for me. (laughs) Yeah, I saw the video you made about this school. Like, and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um, it's just like but I think I've, I've been trying to transition because the first video that I feel like actually started to gain traction was my acceptance video and that's when I started to see people that were more college age and high school age on my channel and I've kind of tailored my content since then so I was thinking um for my last year which is next year of kind of now showcasing how much I've changed within the four years since I've kind of been off camera, since millions of people have seen me cry um, <laughs> during my acceptance video. And then now it's like, okay, let's see like what this acceptance video has brought. So I'm thinking about vlogging. You need to, I'm watching all of them. But I definitely, series and shows are, are so, so much easier and more. Just, I think, I think in the future, I actually want to make like TV shows. So it's, wow. it's yeah, the path of what I think I'd want to do at the end of the day. So we'll see. I don't know. But I did switch my um, concentration to film and media um, management. So now I've been able to take a lot of classes that have kind of like exposed me to filmmaking and um, oh, to that's TV. Because awesome. yeah. you started off in business, right? I'm still in the business school, but we all, so all Warren students major in economics. But then you have a concentration in finance and accounting and whatnot. So I was able to build one because we don't have any media stuff at my school. Mm-hmm. Which is- so I built um, my concentration in film and media. 
So now I get that's to That's so it. nice. I always say my one regret looking back at BU is I wish I would have done more stuff like that, stuff with cameras, stuff with like behind the scenes editing, whatever it would be like photography. Cause I've never taken anything photography, film and media, like anything like that. And I'm like, Gretchen, like, what were you doing? Like that would have actually helped you with like your job right now. Like from your content, there's no way we wouldn't know. I would think you've taken a ton of classes in it. Like that's <laughs> so sweet. Yes, yes, you are inspirational, girl. You are mm. you. I just like taught myself over the years about everything. I like Google, like how do I do this on Final Cut, or how, like what camera do I get for this, or you know, like what mic do I get for my podcast? That too. It's like taking a class versus self teaching is like to me self being self taught sometimes you can produce such better quality stuff than being taught it maybe you can do it faster by getting taught but I think the what you've done is just just as good if not exceeds people that have got it done professionally so (laughs) okay that makes me feel better that I never took like photography classes (laughs) necessary I think literally for me I realized I could do it and I wasn't interested in like finance or anything so I was like you know what why not (laughs) so I literally cool to make like hopefully over time like create a network to where I can literally just do show pitches receive show pitches and then produce shows and direct them and so oh my god I can't wait for like that chapter in your life because I feel like you have such an eye for what others will find entertaining obviously with your YouTube videos like for everyone listening if you've definitely seen the viral like 73 questions like college series on YouTube like this is Dom right here literally yeah I think it was it was crazy too with quarantine because obviously I could I couldn't film people anymore and everyone would tell me you know you should just do it on Zoom but I use the seventy three questions as a tour so not being able to see the campus was a huge hit so that's when the kickbacks kind of started up which is another series that I I do and that's the first time I dabbled in like trying to create an actual show with like an intro and with like a theme song and with just having credits like that type of stuff is what mm-hmm. whereas realizing you know like this this is something that youtubers can do is make their channels more of like little like netflix shows instead of just vlogging and that's what i found more comfortable doing the creation of that is i basically every part was done by a member of my family or like a friend so my brother creates music. So I would meet with him and be like, yo, like his name's Kingsley, we would call him King. I was like, King, I need a cool song, like for the theme song. And he was like, okay. And he just starts making beats. And then I'm like, no, not that one. And then he's like, you want more happy or more like sad? I'm like, so we just create whole theme songs. And then my dad sings. So he'll sing over like theme songs. Oh my gosh. Right? So it's like this whole in-house type creation where they're literally the reason why I am who I am is all because my family like the credits that I put on the end of my videos is just all my family I love that you guys are so close and your channel is like literally a family production 100% every piece of the the family somehow has their hands on something my mom started making me tiktoks for a while and then she was like you know what Dom if you want you could give me like your instagram like login and all like help like with um, responding to people or with posting. I was like, okay, mom, now we're doing too much. <laughs> but- they are so sweet. Like my mom doesn't even know what TikTok is. <laughs> Good, but like sometimes I'm like, okay, you guys need to like know your age. So, like you're a little bit older than, <laughs> yeah. than 
But other than that, yeah, they're just every part of the way. They just have helped me immensely. So mm -hmm. all the credit. And everyone saw them in the acceptance video and probably wonder like who they are, like what they're doing now. But like little do you guys know, their like hands are in every single video. Before I post, I send it to my parents and they watch it all. They tell yeah. me what to and then they're like, yep, go ahead and post. Like they're like the biggest supporters. I love that so much. Literally every step. And my sister, a lot, she helps me with all like the actual, she she loves like media and like digital stuff. So she helps with graphic design sometimes. She like makes my banners and helps with like all emails and stuff. This is so <laughs> impressive. Okay, now I want my family to be like my little team. <laughs> and it's like you not be mean to them, but it's not scary to say like, I don't like this, you know? It's just a yeah. It's so you're so comfortable with each other. But with, with, the the kickbacks and making that series i feel like from then i've been able to transition into making the new shoot your shot series which i mentioned to you um which i'm excited to tell you all about is basically um i was listening to a podcast <laughs> and um it was the how i built this podcast and i was listening to the creation of bumble and tinder and i was just like wow like this is amazing this lady created such a important app and listening to her speak, she said that she first was working, I think, on an app for restaurants. And then she switched over to Tinder and like more Bumble dating. And what she said, which stuck with me was like, wow, I can make um, something that's gonna help my peers. And I was like, huh, like my peers are all like, you know, 21 to 24. And I'm, most of my content is helping more like 14 to 18 year olds. And I was like, what could I do to help my age group? <laughs> and then it hit me. I was like, matchmaking. <laughs> so that's kind of like how it stemmed was a mixture of probably hearing like Tinder, some thinking dating already. And I was like, at Penn, I don't know if it's the same at BU, but a lot of kids um, don't want to use Tinder because if they've seen on Tinder, they're kind of embarrassed by looking mm. like that at their peers. So I was like, okay. And then like Bachelorette and other dating shows are usually 20 and up while college is 18 to like 23. And I would say we're some of the most lonely people, but we can't apply to certain shows because we're not of age. So mm -hmm. I was like, what if like a matchmaking show for college age students and just finally be able to help my peers. And then also with having a, a like show series like that, you watch it right and you see let's say you watch the bachelorette and you see people on there you think they're they're so amazing you'd want to be their friend and you'd want to date them you go to check out their social media and they're huge like there's so many people following them there's no way you could ever get in contact so i was like with this series you could watch somebody it could be just a normal person that's not even on social media has just a normal life what happens to be on the show so now the people watching let's say I watch and I'm really into John I can go and DM him after and he might even respond because we're all just college students mm -hmm. so it's formulated over quarantine and now that's that's the biggest I spent all day just thinking of what can I put on the show how can I make the show better that's so nice you're kind of like spotlighting people you know like bringing people on the show being like if anyone likes them you can DMs are open <laughs> exactly but then on the show they can meet somebody as well so it's like a mixture of like nobody really goes home empty-handed because mm -hmm. you're on a platform where somebody that thinks they do match you could find you but then you're also like playing a fun game at the same time mm -hmm. um and then I get to just fulfill my dream of like hosting but also producing so like it's just a win-win all, all yeah. around
And so they can find this on your YouTube channel. These are just like YouTube channel videos. Yeah. So the, with the series, I haven't posted it yet because I was hoping it's, it's a lot of, a lot of work because I want it to be set up like an actual show. Um, so because of that, I've been trying to make around five episodes before I air any. And so when I'm on, I'm filming the fourth tomorrow actually, and then this summer I'm hoping to start dropping them. And if you want to sign up, it's also in my Instagram bio. So you can definitely sign up and there's a shootyourshot.tv Instagram page where we've just been promoting it. So either or, and then hopefully when it goes live, we're going to just see a ton of little couples forming. <laughs> oh my God, you're becoming a matchmaker. I was literally going to say, if you didn't say, I'm like, guys, you can apply. It's in her Instagram bio, like link. I saw it's like application. I'm like, if I was single, I would be like on here. <laughs> so fun because literally how, how it works is whoever wants to fills out that form. And it's, it's a pretty happy form. I can't lie, but it's because I want all the information about you. So it literally goes from what you like and who you are to the location you'd want the person to be in. Like, are they extroverted? What do you want a gym freak? Like so many questions. Mm-hmm. And then I have, a, I had a friend of mine code of like the whole spreadsheet. So where if you clicked Gretchen, it would tell you from how many people signed up who matches closest to your interests. Whoa. So then it's amazing (laughs) it's so cool so with the the algorithm it's like wow like now you have people that four people that literally could be your perfect match and then when you come onto the show let's say you're the main person Gretchen so you have four people tied tied to you or matched to you and then you ask questions like it could be how often do you guys work out often do you go to church and like they give you answers everything's blind though so it's no looks it's only personality and Mm -hmm. then eliminate the the males throughout elimination rounds until there's one person left and then he gets asked questions back to you and if he's feeling you you'll shoot your shot and he can accept it but if he's not feeling you then he can reject it <laughs> so then that's literally how the the episode would go and then every person is tangible um and obviously all apps are in the description box and whatnot but that's yeah so cool okay i can't wait to see I'm so excited to release it. It's been a lot of work for like five months. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, it's like your baby right now. Literally my baby. And it's like so different than if I was vlogging. I feel like if I finish something, I would just want to put it up immediately to stay current with the time of like mm-hmm. what's going on. As vlog, obviously I'm going to post it around Christmas. But with this, it's been insane to be working on something for so long and not getting to show people. So it's mm-hmm. just like, I- ready and I just want to show I just want to like let you guys see it I can't wait to watch interrupting super quick to tell you guys about my mattress that I'm so obsessed with I'm sure most of you probably already know since I talk about it so much and to put it into perspective I have to quite literally peel myself out of bed in the morning it is that comfortable I'm not even kidding it's the helix midnight Lux. that's the specific model and you may have seen when I post about it recently on my instagram youtube podcast in the past I actually get dms from you guys quite frequently asking about which mattress is it again that you have that you love like I remember you talking about it so this is it this is the mattress you guys also may remember we got it when we moved to Pennsylvania in September and for the past nine months that I've had it let me tell you it really is the best and especially I'm sure some of you are sleeping on some old uncomfy mattresses at night I was too before helix and for you specifically maybe it's time to consider an upgrade and if you're already in the market for a new mattress anyway if you didn't know already helix sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you 
Helix knows that every body is unique and they have several different mattress models to choose from. So they have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. And also mattresses great for cooling you down if you get hot when you sleep. When I took the Helix quiz, I was matched with a midnight mattress just because I wanted something that had a medium feel and Max and I are actually both side sleepers. It was so fast and easy to unpack and set up once it got here. So if you're looking for a new mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store literally ever again. And I know Helix actually offers exclusive discounts for teachers, students, and first responders, which is amazing. Helix is so awesome. Obviously, you guys already know I'm the number one fan, but you actually don't need to take my word for it. If you remember, Helix was actually awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So that's pretty cool. And you guys can go to helixsleep.com slash Gretchen, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. I know they have a 10-year warranty and you actually get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They will even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you're gonna trust me here. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you guys at helixsleep.com slash Gretchen. That's helixsleep.com slash Gretchen. And now let's get back into the episode. Okay, so now let's tell them you guys know in each of my episodes, I always say something I'm happy about this week or like a happy quote or idea. So I'm going to let Dom take it away this week. Tell us something. I mean, it sounds like you're happy about your show that you're producing, but yeah, tell us something you're happy about this week. Happy about that is such a good question. I think it's so important to always think about and reflect on what made you happy. Um, man, I'm usually just a really happy person. So a lot of things make me happy, but I actually had the opportunity. I take this entertainment class um, at school and we had the CEO of Netflix come and speak to our class on his Are week. you kidding? That is so cool. Insane. <laughs> I was so lit. So I was terrified and how, how the class works is I was like scared to be in his presence. And it was so cool to see him like cough and like see him sneeze. And I'm like, you need to. <laughs> where like somebody should be like talking for you <laughs> um so that was amazing to begin with his name's Ted Sarandos and um so how it works is we have different presenters come and speak to us and the professor obviously doesn't want us like using the chat and just like annoying the person trying to get his email like that type of stuff so we have to message our professor questions we have and then if he likes the question he'll call on you to speak and so I messaged the professor. I absolutely love the show Money Heist. So I wanted to ask like how Ted Sarandos like chose that show, how they went about knowing how a show is going to be successful, like that type of question. So I, I messaged the professor and he goes, Dominique like has a really good question, Ted. Like, Dominique, do you want to speak? And I was passed out because I was so nervous <laughs> to like speak to him. And so I was with my, my boyfriend and his friend. And they, I told them before who I was talking to and they told me I need to speak. And I told them I can't unless I'm chosen. So when they heard me start speaking, I was like, thank you, Ted, for being here with us today. They started freaking out because they're so excited and proud of me that his friends sprinted past me like on Zoom <laughs> and started like going like, like cheering in front of me. And so he sprints past me and Ted, like, here's my question. And cuts me off and goes, you just got photobombed in front of everybody. And I just, I was so embarrassed. He died laughing. I was like, oh my God. Because every other person was so, so professional was like, thank you so much for being here, Ted. Like, I'm such a fan. And then me, as soon as I start speaking, you see this kid sprint past me to where it was just the best, like, memory of like, I'm the CEO of Netflix laugh. Aww. <laughs> 
telling you my happy thing. And just, I guess my quote would just be, never be afraid to just shoot your shot, to like ask a question. Even if the person seems so much higher, they're still human at the end of the day. So that that's my thing for the week. <laughs> I love that. I know it's like, you're so afraid, like they seem so important. And then you're like, wait, they're just human. And they can like laugh at something funny that happens. I'm so happy that that happened. Cause everyone else is like sitting there, like all professional and you're just, and that probably made everyone feel so at ease, you know? Yes. Just to like breathe and be like, wow, like he is funny. He likes photo bombs too. He like is not perfect either. So it was just like, Oh my gosh, like I'm okay. And it was crazy too because I felt so comfortable after that. I like asked him a follow-up question, which I don't know if anybody else like felt like they were brave enough or felt like they could. Mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, like it's a little bit more calm now. Like we're like, friends now. <laughs> we're friends, Ted. I'm gonna hit you with follow-up. <laughs> and it was so cool too. One of his um things that I took away from the conversation was his job, how he described it. He said the best storytellers in the world pitch me their best stories all day like to me that's the coolest job of life whoa I never never thought of it like that but that's awesome and he was saying too like remember when Netflix started as a DVD uh, like through the yes but you know what Netflix means like no tell us (laughs) that was so cute like internet flicks like internet shows. So even when they were DVDs, they knew that it was going to go online. Wow. (laughs) Wait, my mind is blown. Did any of you listen? I wish you guys could talk back to us. I feel like no one knows that internet flicks. Wow. Like how to like transition from DVDs to like online streaming. And he was like, oh, we knew from when we named it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Maybe just like all online seems like too much of a jump from like blockbusters. So they were like an in-between. I remember that so well. My mom and her friends had their like Netflix DVDs that they would like pick out each month that would like come in the mail. Like what in the hell? But how funny. So he was just dropping all these crazy facts throughout the call. And I was just like, oh my God, like you're who I want to be when I get older. And then just got photobombed. <laughs> <laughs> like your boyfriend and friend are like celebrating that you get to talk and you're like, no, wait, I'm like on the mic, everyone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was my, wait, let, can I reverse the question? What was your happy? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Well, this may sound like so dumb but honestly what I think of so last night like one of my like close friends here neighbor um we were watching her husband plays on Max's hockey team and so they had an away hockey game so we were watching together and then she actually just had a baby and so she is like learning how to wear like normal clothes again like she's like I forget what it's like to like put on jeans or like you know she's like I don't even feel like myself and my body anymore so we were like, it just felt like I was a little kid at a sleepover again. Like we were trying on so many clothes together and she was like playing dress up and it was so fun. So yeah, that made me so happy. I didn't even think of the fact that your body completely shifts like after you have, wow, because it's like a gradual nine months of getting bigger and then nothing. (laughs) I know. And then now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, dude, I keep forgetting that you don't have a belly. Like it's so weird to me that 
you just, your stomach is like back to normal. Like I never, and I never knew her not pregnant. So now I'm just like, whoa, like I always forget that you don't have a huge belly. I love that. I think the biggest baby fever and I'm like only 21. (laughs) Slow down. But yeah, I guess that's what I'm happy about. I also just feel like as you grow up, not to make you sad because post-grad is like maybe the saddest thing ever, but I feel like post-grad makes you appreciate like girlfriends so much more because when you're in college, it's like, well, I mean, now with COVID and stuff, it's like, you're not seeing friends normally like you normally would. But I just feel like from college to after college, it's so sad not being around friends all the time, like living with friends. So I feel like I just appreciate my girlfriend relationships like so much more than in college. Cause you take it for granted, you know, like when I'm living with my eight roommate friends or whatever and then it's like all of a sudden we're all spread out across the country and I'm like okay this is so sad I heard from so many people post-grad is it's not what you think it's gonna be like everybody in school is like I can't wait to graduate and then you graduate and you're like at college yeah so trying COVID really did rob it so it feels kind of like I've kind of already graduated in a sense yeah I'm sure it's like making sure to not take for granted this last year because I'm almost gone. And I've been like con- like contemplating if I want to study abroad or not because I'm supposed to be studying abroad right now. Um, so I'm like, I think I want to stay and just like make sure I take advantage of my last year and just try to really have the most fun and college to like its fullest potential. And yeah. Okay, <laughs> those were literally two questions I was going to ask you because- one of your, was it one of your Instagram captions or stories? And you were like studying abroad in New York city, like, haha. So you like, you're not having a semester in New York. You just are obviously like mostly online probably. So that's why you can be in New York. Exactly. Yeah. So fully, I was still a Penn student. (laughs) I still had um, at UPenn, but yeah, like I've actually really enjoyed the Zoom university setup because you could do class anywhere like one time I signed into class I was at the airport about to like head to Miami like just literally can do whatever obviously with being cautious and still wearing your mask mm. but to me I, I was able to spend the the majority of my semester in New York and get to learn the city and it, yeah classes like hop on the subway uh, which is something I always wanted to do but I, I didn't know if I wanted to actually go to school in New York. So it was, mm-hmm. it was that to do kind of both with having the Zoom. Um, yeah. It's like a silver lining that you can be doing your Zoom school from New York if you want to. Do you want to live in New York once you graduate? Yeah, that's the, that's the hope is hopefully in Brooklyn. I'm absolutely obsessed with like Brooklyn and New York just for being here this semester. I knew it was wonderful. Everybody talks about how great it is. But now I fully understand. Like I'm from upstate, we're both from upstate. Um, so actually being in the city, I was like, oh my God, like we've been really missing out on <laughs> some amazing like stuff. Every yeah. stop, whole new like atmosphere and a whole new life, and there's so much to see. So it's hopefully so fun. Did you ever move to New York? Yeah, I mean definitely. I always thought like from being from upstate and like I feel like we would go to New York City all the time because like the train ride wasn't that bad it was like two hours or whatever and I always like pictured a moment in my life being a young adult like living in New York City so I yeah I would never say never because I feel like I could end up living there at some point 
well. And I think for me too, I, I grew up five hours from the city. So it was not something we could go do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like fake upstate. You're like legitimately Canada. <laughs> Canada. It is so, we have more cows than people. It is very small town. Wait, what's it's your town? Carthage, New York. It's okay. like about 30 minutes from Watertown, New York. Um, <laughs> there I am a dual Canadian citizen so most of my family's in Canada so that's why I live so close to the border okay but now I I love the city because I was in the country for so long that it's like New York I have to go or or um it has to be some big I feel like New York is like Philly to New York is also a good transition because Philly always reminds me of like a mini New York like Philly is definitely a lot more like manageable but it reminds me a lot more of New York than Boston whenever I go because Boston's more like spread out and like low-key but Philly's more like built up like New York I feel like I totally agree. But I think the, the cool thing about Boston was just that the average age is so young, like 24, yeah, right? It's such a college city. Oh, amazing. Because most, what, like if you leave Kansas and Philly, everybody's kind of like working class, like older. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, whenever I go to Boston, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I can make a friend every block. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Boston. Boston just feels like home to me. Like, I feel like that's where I'll actually end up, like somewhere maybe not right in Boston, like outside Boston. So I can have a yard for my dog or something like that. These <laughs> kids in Boston area, you feel like. Yeah. I feel like I so want to be definitely in mass to like have a family and like children. That's so funny to think about, but also because my boyfriend's from Cape Cod. So like being near where he's from and like, oh my God, he would like live there. I feel like for the rest of his life in a heartbeat, like he loves it there since he's from there. So- <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So, Okay, I wanted to ask you your last Instagram post, you said, and it was so interesting because you said those pictures were from the beginning of quarantine, like a year ago. And you said in the past year, you learned a lot and changed a lot and like grown. Like what, how do you feel like you've changed in the past year? Oh, wow. Great question, Gretchen. (laughs) How have I changed? I think I've learned so much about myself because we all were like, like we weren't alone if we were home, but you spent a lot of time probably just like thinking and in your room like we couldn't leave so mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten so much more um in touch with myself and kind of know more of what I want in life I figured out like my career like goals like that's something that I did not have planned I came into Penn as a sustainability like major so now I've completely changed and my interest for film like started with the kickbacks which was because of um quarantine mm-hmm. so I think that way I've changed my aspirations I think also I've learned the power of a small circle and of just making sure that you have a a very small tight um support system and so with being in quarantine I actually had so much fun because I have so much fun with my family that I for the whole summer I'm gonna stay home like I'm okay to like be with them because we have so much fun so I think we've gotten 
that realm. And then with having your small COVID bubbles, you could only hang out with X amount of people. So I've just been able to get so close with specific like members of my friend groups that now I know like I I'm I'm good. Like if people like being on social media, like people are mean. People say mm -hmm. some things, people bully you. And now I'm like can brush it off my shoulder so much better because I know know I have people that love me um which I feel like before of, of course I knew but now it feels like a whole new degree of like you know I'm good you can say whatever you want but I know like I have my people so yeah. I think knowing myself just getting my support system and just figuring out my aspirations were all ways that I've grown tremendously and just now I think I'm just so much more at peace I just like always am having fun like my whole goal each day is how can I maximize the amount of fun I have and of course be productive like having fun being productive you never know when it could be your day to go so I don't think yeah. I'm necessarily scared of leaving of like death um not necessarily saying that came now but because now each day I try to have so much fun if it is my time to go then at least I know I maximize it yeah live your best life what a great way to look at every day this is like inspiring to me I'm gonna do that I'm gonna wake up every morning and be like how can I have the best day and have so much fun it sounds like so obviously but at the same mm -hmm. time I don't think about it that way yeah people are just stuck in like their routine and every day and they're like yeah how can I make my my routine more fun maybe like today instead of just waking up and brushing your teeth waking up turning on your favorite song so you can like have the best mm -hmm. time so it's like you were like a bundle of sunshine I'm so happy that you're on this episode you're so dang positive thank you <laughs> that means so much I think I think that's literally all I try to do and I feel it from you too you just radiate I, I don't think I've ever seen you sad <laughs> I, know. Like I know I feel like we both were so similar in that way like obviously we have like sad moments and down but I just feel like we both are very like glass half full like look at like the positives of every day and like you said I feel like so many people can relate to the past year I feel like it's just recognizing okay this is like what actually matters and what's actually important to you and like you were already so close with your family always but you're like wait now I'm at peace that like even though I can only hang out with them they're my favorite people anyway that like matter to me anyway and now I've like learned what I want to do with my career like because you had that time to be so honest with yourself and get to know like your interests and what's important to you even more. I feel like so many people can relate to that in the past year. Like, I feel like I've grown in similar ways too. And I feel like I really realized like, oh my gosh, family and friends and people in your personal life is just like number one, you know, like without them. And I don't think it's any, there's no harm in trying to expand your friendships and meet new people and stuff. So I'm not saying that, but just with, like you said, just knowing that you have your people and that they're the most their priority over everything mm -hmm. on top of what you're saying too about people finding their passions and stuff is one thing I, I realized was looking at my school let's say and, and looking at a Friday night how everybody goes out and parties right and you look around at a party and like half the people are having fun there's some people against the wall just kind of like like look like they're not having the best time right and so I think realizing too that you don't have to do what's the social norm to fit in if you would prefer to go sing on a Friday night I prefer to go paint like you should really take a second and think what do I like to do because I don't know if a lot of people actually know what they genuinely like to do and make sure that you prioritize that over just fitting in do not go to a party and xyz just because that's what your friends are doing do what's going to make you the happiest mm -hmm. and I think 
that I learned, which helps to make each day maximizing that happiness that I'm trying to achieve. Okay. So we need to talk all about UPenn because I know everyone listening probably has a million questions. Like I want to hear about, I know your video that is like so viral and has like millions of views when you're doing your college acceptance with your family and the whole thing. So I'm sure some people have seen that, but like talk about, I guess, like applying to schools, like was UPenn your dream school, everything like that. Yeah. Oh my God. What a, journey that you see it all in that video <laughs> that was the worst slash best day of my I saw life. it so long ago I can't even remember but it was like emotional like everyone's obviously so like excited yeah. Yeah, so basically I applied to um five Ivies got rejected from four but how I organized them was in order from the, the least to the most important and Penn was mm-hmm. last so mm-hmm. I opened one okay, I like, remember that yeah it kind of hurt. And then it just started getting repeatedly like punching me, <laughs> just knocking the tears. So you probably didn't even want to like open the last one. You're probably like, can't do it. My soul can't take this. Yes. It was just like a slow open until I was like, uh, uh, just like opening them so quick. It just wasn't, oh my God. And I had like a FaceTime like wall of all my family members were watching and then my family was yeah. with me. So I was like, thing it was hard work and I think the worst part for me is when you get rejected it's not like they send you a letter telling you what you did wrong so it's just like I don't There's know no why feedback I it's just no it's just no exactly so so it was a crazy process of applying um my sister actually went to Penn so from the beginning mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to go so after moving it was crazy she's four years older so when we moved her in and from that day I started my countdown. It was like three years of 365 days until I got, <laughs> I had like every single day, I was like 304, or like three years. Four, three oh days. my God. Crossing off the days, counting them down. So I knew Penn was where I wanted to go for, um, four years before. And I knew I wanted to do business. Um, and so when I was applying, it was, it was crazy because my town was just very small, like I mentioned, where most kids want to do farming. I was next to a military base, so I wanted to go to the military or wanted to stay local and do community colleges or just SUNY, like New York schools. So I was one of like the only few people in my year like applying to other schools. And I always felt uncomfortable to talk about it because people would be like, oh, like I applied to like Geneseo today. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this like Yale, like um, this Yale essay is killing me. They're like, can't relate. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. But they would be like, Yale, like who do you think you are? So it was always uncomfortable to talk about it. And even like my guidance counselor thought UPenn was Penn State. So I didn't really have that much guidance. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. no one was doing what you were doing. I so relate to that being in New York, like right off the bat, I feel like at just a public high school, like 50% of the graduating class is going to go to community colleges nearby or like SUNY schools. Cause that's just like, you know, more affordable and what you do. That's what they're used to. It's just how for generations, just what the students did. So it was a ready new and like I um, felt like I couldn't speak to most of the, my peers about it but my family again like that's who I I could combine in and talk about it with so with a plan I saw I only got into Ben um which I'm actually insanely indecisive like even when I go to like restaurants I only look at one side of the menu so <laughs> stress myself out um so getting the one made it easy I was like yes like I'm done I don't have to decide so g- getting in was crazy 
So I was beyond happy, beyond satisfied. So now actually choosing it and going to school, I would say I've had the best experience. My freshman year was the most ideal um, college experience for me. I actually like bawled my eyes out the last day of freshman year because I didn't want to leave. Um, it was so sad. Um, I made so many friends, just so many memories. And then I went abroad my um, freshman summer to the Rotterdam's Netherlands and research um, how climate wow. change industry. Very interesting topic. <laughs> so I learned a lot about grapes for a summer. It was amazing. I absolutely loved the Netherlands. That's, my favorite. That's like, so cool. Very cool experience. If anyone's listening, you should check out the Netherlands because it's amazing. Yeah, um, go. 100%. So I was there for three months. So I learned a lot. And if you need any recs, I got you. <laughs> so then I came back and that's when I started making YouTube videos. So I actually started to leave my campus every single weekend, unless I had an exam. So I would stay and study. Um, so I would say at most schools, you learn the most about your school on the weekends or make the most friends. Cause that's when you're going out and exploring the city. Mm-hmm. I was gone. <laughs> so my social life at school was pretty much like one person. (laughs) So I would leave to go to other campuses and just meet so many amazing people, go film their their social events, film their parties, go to their football games. And it just, like, I feel like I'm a part of so many different college communities because I completely like left Penn (laughs) to go film other places. Nothing against Penn. I think it's the best Ivy. I love the school, but did end up leaving just to pursue my passions but nonetheless and I recommend it to anyone I think it is the mixture of having the most fun out of all the schools we are the number one party Ivy okay Um, I was gonna ask I was gonna say is it like how you thought it was gonna be was it like so like party school or was it way more like serious like academics it's the best of both worlds our our phrase is work hard play hard and I think it 100% stays true you have students will work insanely hard until around maybe seven or eight and then three games straight to parties you can definitely find a party at least I would say six times a week throughout the the no week uh, you definitely have I did I was always having fun um freshman year so you can find your party scene if you just want to do academics that's 100% there too so mm-hmm. it's kind of I, I don't know it was the perfect fit for me because I'm all about both <laughs> you need balance you need to have fun but you need to kill yeah. school and exactly the type of students here so it was it was an amazing choice and I'm so thankful I feel like I relate to that too with being at BU I feel like there were times where I'm sure you felt the same way where I was like wow I have FOMO like all my friends are together every weekend whatever and I felt like I was always visiting friends at other schools or going on trips with brands for YouTube or like traveling and so I would have FOMO but then I would be like at the same time I've had like the coolest experiences in such a short amount of time. And like, what other time in my life am I going to have so little responsibility that I can like book a trip to Miami or, you know, wherever it's going to be. So like, mm-hmm. although I had FOMO, I still feel so grateful that I had that. And cause I didn't go abroad. And now I, and especially with quarantine, I'm like, I don't even feel like I, cause I have traveled so much before all of this. Like I feel okay to like be stuck at home, you know? <laughs> was just like I've been to so many different <laughs> states to film and being in the Netherlands I went to like six different countries while I was there that I'm like okay Dom like we can relax we yeah can we were both like, like this is good to like slow down for a sec for a 
second. <laughs> it's actually brief, um, for sure. But I think too, like what you were saying and kind of what I was mentioning of, I, I think more students need to take advantage of social media that you can meet anyone at any school and create a friend, but then going to different campuses. So many people live right next to each other, but don't check campuses. And after a while, of course, every school becomes repetitive. Every social event kind of becomes repetitive. You've seen the same people. If you go hit another school, you're networking, you're meeting new kids, and you're having a great new refreshing time. It's like new student orientation all over again. Um, so yeah, if you're listening and you're a college student, like when COVID ends, I would definitely, even like for your spring fling, try to hit like six different like spring festivals and just have maximize your happiness. Especially like you have no excuses if you're in a city like Boston or like Philly and there's like a million colleges around, like you can meet so many different people. 100%. And things like Zipcar, like you could rent a car and drive down to University of Miami and then go over to other schools. Like if you have- this is making me miss being like so social. I guess when everyone listening, when you're all vaxxed up and it's safe, of course. I saw you just got vaccinated. Me too. <laughs> I got my first shot. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you know which one it was? Yeah, I got the Pfizer one um, at okay. CVS. So nice. And I, I'm like a chicken. So I was like, is it going to hurt? <laughs> I know. I didn't look. I looked away. It was so scary. And then my arm was a little sore. It was yours. Like after. me too. It felt like my whole arm was like a stiff, like bruise. It hurt so bad. I honestly, I felt like I'd lifted like 300 pounds just on my left arm. Like yeah. The day before. So weird. <laughs> but then my friend told me she was like, okay, literally it sounds so weird, but like do an arm workout, like move around. It'll feel so much better. And the next day it was like back to normal. I think. Cause I like, like, I don't know, stretched it out, used it a little bit. <laughs> opposite it hurt so I did not move a muscle I was like stiff all day and then the next day I was like oh my god it's worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if anyone's getting their vaccine and your arm's stiff it sounds weird but actually move it around because it helped so much so (laughs) I know I know I was like okay obviously I can't move it I have to like ice it and like keep it still my friend was like no literally move it around now I know for the second dose yeah now you know for your second shot so what advice would you have so say like I'm listening to this right now and I want to go to UPenn like what advice do you have for someone that's looking at UPenn or maybe like do you have advice for like setting yourself apart on your application if you felt like there was something that like made you pop out of the page yeah oh my god so so good question I think for me I I look at every year that the admissions officers craft a class as they don't want the same students. So they're not going to want a ton of just valedictorians. They're not going to want a ton of baseball players. They want to form a community. Um, so you want to make sure to stay true to yourself, I think is very important. One thing that my mom taught me when applying actually to Columbia, they asked you um, how many books you read that year. And I'm not a reader. I audiobook. Oh. But I don't really read. I watch movies. Um, but so I asked her, I was like, should I lie? Like, should I use books that I used the year before? Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, you know, tell the truth because they are trying to craft a class. So if you're, you lie and you pretend to be someone you're not, you're going to be put in a community that might not be the best for you. And you probably won't have the most fun. So telling That's the truth. such good advice. Yeah. Making sure you're being truthful to yourself. If you didn't get in, it's probably because you did not fit in that community. That's how I look at it. So I'm not meant to be. Not meant to be. Everything happens for a reason, 100%. 
Um, so yeah, so making sure to stay true to yourself. On top of that, if you're if you're older, you can still do this, but definitely if you're younger, like more sophomore freshman year, is find what you're passionate about and try to become a pointy student instead of a rounded student. And what I mean by that is if you're a rounded student, let's say you are in a cooking club, a reading club, you play a sport, you also like love to travel and you talk about all these different things on your application. It's like, okay, she's well-rounded, he's well-rounded, but like, what could he bring to the campus? What makes him unique? But if you try to be a pointy student, and let's say you love cooking, you started a club um, where you cook brownies for your, your like school every Friday and bring them brownies. Then you also um, love like cooking master classes, and you make a YouTube channel about cooking, and your Instagram account's all about cooking, and you just have all these things that evolve around cooking, and you teach kids how to cook on the weekends, and so many things that the school sees you, and they're like, oh she can bring in this element of this passion. Like she does a lot of this. She's a pointy student in this realm that I think that's what sets you apart. And for instance, mine was helping people. Like I loved like mentorship, but also like helping um, communities that were underrepresented. So I just did a ton of work within the realm of helping people. And I think that's what made me unique. Um, when applying. And as I mentioned before, I didn't get into four IVs, so I don't have the recipe um, for success. But I do know that I started this mission trip and I, I am originally from Jamaica. So I would go down to Jamaica once a year and help build houses for the poor. And I'd actually bring my friends and my like vice principal and my favorite teachers and we'd all fundraise throughout the year. And then we would go down and build houses. And I was so passionate about it, so excited to write about it because I thought it would help me get in. And I wrote about that for all of my college essays, except Penn. <laughs> that was no the only way. Talk about it. I had it on my resume so they could read it. But all the other schools, that was my focal essay. And I didn't get into the other ones, but I got into Penn. So I, I that's the recipe, like I was saying. What do you but talk about for Penn? Yeah, great question. <laughs> they asked me, they asked me why Penn and how I would succeed. And I more talked about the fact that of my interest of helping people, so still hitting my passion. And at Penn, um, if you have a passion project or anything like that, you can ask for money and funding. Um, so I talked about the fact that I know that if I wanted to pursue helping people like in the West Philly area, that I could be supported by Penn. And also I talked about students, my, my sister for instance, started a club and received so much funding, so much help, um, so much uh, connections to companies um, to be able to bring her platform to like the next level. So I mentioned other students that have had similar experiences of having an idea and being supported by the school. So more I went the approach of like how I can use what I love to expand and help your community at Penn if you admit me. While the other schools, I was like, I did this, I did this, I'm amazing, blah, That's blah, blah. That's so good. So I, I think going more that approach could work, but mm -hmm. again, the exact recipe, but yeah, it was weird. I was like the one school I didn't like make the vocal yeah. <laughs> about my, yeah. And then I, it worked. That's such good advice. Cause I feel like that was so the advice when I was in high school, it was like, you need to be the president of every club. You need to do all the things, get involved in everything. 
but I think less people spend time on focusing on the one thing that they're actually interested in and passionate about. And it's like exactly what you said. If you take like your one thing that you're most passionate about and devote all your energy and time to that and show this college, like not only do you love cooking, but you have like your business for it now and you um, teach kids cooking on the weekends, like you said, and have a YouTube channel and Instagram and you like show that that's like the type of person you are. Cause you're right. They want to like diversify the incoming class and not just have the entire class be the president of the chess club and they swim and they play soccer and they have good grades, you know? And I think that showcases too, when they do so many things, it's like what you said that their teachers probably told them to apply to all these and to become a part of every club. While when a kid yeah. is in cooking and they do all these things it's probably comes across as so much more genuine to the admissions officers they're yeah. they're this kid actually means business this kid actually wants to pursue this um and that's so interesting to your essay that makes me think how everyone should be applying to a college and writing their essay as if when they're there like how what they're going to bring to the table like what they're going to bring to the school but also how the school can help them pursue like what they're interested in like that seems like why it worked so well for you because you're like not only do I have x y and z that I've done that I can bring to pen but also like this is what I'm going to do when I get there and this is how you can help me you know because I think too the reason why schools want to admit you is because if you're going to be successful in the future the school wants to stamp that you were their student on you so true when you have your Netflix series, they're going to be like, Tom went here, Tom went to you, Ben, don't forget. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you want to sell yourself to them that I can kill it in your institution. You want me to go to your school because I'm going to be successful in this realm. So I think looking at it that way of just like, how can I help the school and show to them that what my passion, I mean, business, then you could be golden. Um, in, in my opinion, <laughs> I know everybody has different. Yeah, listen up everyone. If you're applying, this is actually, this is such good advice. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I just dissected my, my process so much from getting declined from the four, um, and just trying to figure out what I did differently, um, for my pen essay. And that's, that's the main. And it seems like, like we were saying, everything happens for a reason. And that was so meant to be for you, because like you said, you, if you have a trouble making a decision, it's like the world just made the decision for you by admitting you to the one that you actually wanted to go to. And that's so good that it worked out that that was your number one and the one that you opened last. And of course, like that's the one you get into. That it was like, <laughs> so many people probably think it was like planned, but when I tell you that was like, God, it, it was out so well, it literally was. And imagine if you had gotten into like Yale and you pen, then you'd be like, oh gosh, like which one do I pick? Like maybe I need to go here, you know? Exactly. And I think too, even in the realm of YouTube with like that literally opening up the idea of film for my future career, if the video, even in the video, if I had gotten into Yale, it probably wouldn't have been the video it is today. And I'm, I have not even discovered my interests for film. So it's so many, like, it's like the butterfly effect. So it's all worked out for a reason. And that's why I think too, when people are applying, one of my biggest regrets was just stressing too much. If you, if you try your best, like just, just go with it. Know that you got it. If it doesn't work out how you thought, it was probably for a reason. To the point of you were saying, like, if you lie on your application or like showcase that you're a person that you're not, odds are you won't fit in and you'll get there and you'll be like, huh, I don't like it here. Like, I wonder why. <laughs> to be someone you're not 
like there'll be with a ton of kids who love to read and I would have been like no guys let's watch a movie and they're like book club <laughs> I would have like not been in so true <laughs> and I have friends too I don't know if you know people like this where they didn't get in like for going in like freshman fall but then obviously you can like go get your grades up at another school transfer in later or you could have what's that one some schools do like a deferred mm-hmm. like they're like okay you have guaranteed admission for like the spring semester or sophomore year thing so there's always things like that exactly so the, the the I guess my mindset is just in that moment it might seem so dark and sad but there's always a chance that you could still get it you could get your master's there you could do so many things to still achieve that dream so tell me about you also have in your Instagram bio you have so many things for like links for things so the pay it forward scholarship. I know it has to do with your dad. That's an awesome opportunity. It's actually coming up on in six days. So the 30th is the last day. So if you want to apply, this is out by then. Um, but yeah, so going through high school, my parents started a scholarship and throughout all the school year, we would fundraise. We'd like throw dances and have people like pay to like go to the dance. That would be like scholarship funding, like just all these different, we did so fun it's called northern new york talent show so it probably reached down to albany to be honest but we just had all people apply to like a talent show and it was like um american idol basically where you got to like have a judge um table which were my parents and i like was younger but i would like stay behind the judge table and people would come in and like sing or do comedy and we just throw this whole talent show and all again all the funding was um, for the scholarship so after I graduated and my younger brother my parents were like oh my gosh like we do a scholarship each year but now like nobody's really tied to the school anymore like what should we do um and because my platform is basically mostly high school students they were like what if we just tie it to Dom and start, start doing through her um still giving away money for school. So yeah, so this was the first year we've ever done it. Uh, my mom took that on as like I told you, I have all my family helped me in different ways. So my mom was on scholarship duty and made the website and everything. So yeah, it's just for any student around the world that's going to a four-year college in the US can apply. There's four winners, each get a thousand dollars and the application process is very um, short. It's just like a couple writing um, essays. And there is some um, requirements of like having I think it's a 3.3 EPA, um, but yeah, it's just a chance to just give back. I think is all I've tried to do with my channel is how can I help students who might've not had as much support or as much knowledge as their peers get into their dream school and support them even financially now. Oh, that's so awesome. I feel like that reminds me when you're in high school and applying to colleges, I feel like everyone says, look around, there's so many scholarship opportunities. And there is so many, like if you really try, there's so many, even like little ones that can obviously help so much. That is so awesome. You guys do that. You. it's so it's like so exciting to me let's say for instance I did this giveaway it was like an iPhone giveaway for just helping and to me I was looking at of course an idea but for the student that received it the amount of like gratitude like she was so thankful and how talked about how much that made her day that I was like okay now I just want to like give away everything I want to help in every way I can so just from my parents perspective of giving giving some type of scholarship to kids that have worked hard and just need the financials. That's another um, criteria is they have to be need-based students. So just the, the, the feeling of knowing that you're helping somebody and just their thank yous and their smiles and we'll like award them on Zoom so I get to see their reactions. Aww. And it's 
the best feeling. Like, is there nothing totally. else comparable? That makes so much sense to me when you talk about how you have like a passion for helping others. I can so see you like getting that from your family. Obviously, your family is so similar in that way too. Yes, one hundred percent. And that's the the name behind pay it forward. It's just you're helped. You need to make sure to to pay it forward to somebody else. Like always, try to help those to come. Um, and that's just how how I was raised. So, like you said, it's just ingrained in in my blood <laughs> from my parents. This has been so good. Do you have anything you want to leave us with? Like, like future plans? What's next? I don't know. Anything else? Um, yeah, I first want to say this was so fun. Like, I, I wish we could talk like this every week. I, I know. totally forgot that we were even recording. This is just amazing. I know. I always say I like selfishly love getting guests on here that I just want to like chit chat with and like talk to. So this has been that completely. Um, yeah, just future, future plans is just focusing on the shoot your shot for now on that show series. Just trying to make sure I can make that as crystal clear as in sync as I as I have the plan in my in my head um and then just finishing this this year strong like I have finals next week so making sure I'm not too distracted by my my series that I need which I'll probably study after this um but yeah just continuing to explore uh my my interest in film and and then you're gonna be a senior dom can you even imagine I'm just like, how did I go from this little girl crying in front of all these people to now about to be an adult? Like, wow. <laughs> You're the same age as my cousin that I'm really close with who goes to University of South Carolina. And she's like, oh, we don't say the S word, the senior word. She's like, we don't say that word. <laughs> so I feel, and my mom keeps saying, You're almost a senior. And I'm like, No, like, I'm still like a freshman. Like, leave me alone. Like, I know it goes I'll- by so quick, but it seems like you have taken like, so many opportunities from college and taking advantage like you're not going to have any regrets of wishing you like did more you know like you're so involved and you've been so like social obviously with your 73 questions like going to other college campuses I'm sure so many people look back at their college life and like wish they were more involved like you are and I guess that's actually a great way for me to say my last final words is actually a quote I'm but I'm gonna just kind of sum it up um it was from Steve Harvey actually and he said that his biggest regret in life was not taking advantage of his pennies more that if he had taken advantage of it more he'd be so much further ahead now than where he is so I think to anyone listening if you're 20 younger if you're 30 just really take advantage of the age that you're in now before it's too late to catapult your career from now um so that in the future I guess it's just all about delayed gratification work now hard so that in the future, you can live your best life, no stress, um, and just maximize your happiness. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Dom. This was so good. I knew it was going to be like a little bit of everything, like what you're up to, you pen, the whole thing. I'm so glad this was so fun. Like a great moment in my day to just be able to have this happy. Just, I love your atmosphere. You just radiate happiness and it makes it easy for me to just- It's a really happy happy show. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Again, you know where to find Dom on our Instagram, YouTube, everything like that. It's just Dominique Cynthia and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye.